Dutch double specialist Matway Middlecope is speaking to us here on the ATP podcast. Matway, thank you very much for your time. How are you today? You're welcome. Thank you so much. Yeah, I'm doing great. You've moved into becoming a bit of a double specialist, but you were a singles player in the starting days. Is that correct? Yes, uh, I played singles until I was 30, 31, and then I started to play doubles. So I'm a late bloomer with doubles, basically. But yeah, I think I'm doing pretty well in the last six, seven years. Let's talk about your singles career first. Yeah. So it was all, always about singles, was it, when you were younger? Uh, naturally, because uh, I think uh, you always try to go for singles first, uh, as many players here do. It was a turbulent singles career, I would say. <laughs> it went from, from up to down to up to down, which I think is, is a normal cycle in life and in, in business and uh, relations and everything in life, I think. Um, but I didn't want to give up, so I started when I was 16 and I ended my single career when I was 31. So that's a long stretch. Uh, I learned a lot of those years. Uh, my highest ranking uh, was top 200, so I played a lot of Grand Slams, um, some challenges, of course. But I, uh, yeah, I came to a point that you make a choice: either you stop tennis, or you do something else in tennis. And I, that's where my choice for playing doubles came, um, and uh, that came actually in Egypt, where I lost in the first round of uh, a future. Being me, being 31 years old, lost first round. You know, I felt so bad, and uh, I was crying all the way back to the hotel. And that moment, you know, that um, when you're there, you are, you hit rock bottom, and that's the moment, you know you're gonna make a change, you go left or you go right. And I took the right choice to go for doubles and next year I started playing doubles. You're right, I mean, it's such a roller coaster, isn't it? Tennis right. and particularly singles, the emotional highs and lows that you go through many times. Unfortunately for tennis players, it's a low. How did you cope with that when you were younger? When I was younger, I was always in war with myself. Um, on court, outside of the court, I always felt everything went against me. Uh, I had the capability to play well. Uh, and also for a short-term period, I could play and I beat top 100 players, which I did. Uh, but over a longer term or period of time, uh, I always was getting emotional and I couldn't cope with the, the pressure which we had as a singles player. Because don't forget, when you're on the court, you're alone. We don't have the luxury to have coaches all the time around us. So that was really tough. But at the same time, that helped me to get stronger and stronger and stronger. So eventually, in the doubles, everything that I learned from that first period in the singles came back now for a good reason, because now I'm doing very good and I'm successful in doubles. So I'm using that period before. A lot of players now have sports psychologists. Did you work with one when you were younger and having those highs <laughs> and lows? Several, several. <laughs> and I still need one, I think. <laughs> a traveling companion. Right. Um, I always say this. Um, when we have pain in our body, we go straight to the physio, right? Um, when we have pain here, and it could be emotional pain in the br in, in mentally, whatever, we, we tend not to work on that so much. And it's so important to have someone to talk to, a psychologist, a sports psychologist, someone who can give you some tools to go back and better and better. And uh, uh, that worked for me. I had several, um, and it's working really well. Uh, from the last years, I don't have really one, but I have uh, certain people that I trust who have certain same kind of job, but they're helping me go through this, you know, uh, career in doubles and uh, it's going really well. And also I learned the older I'm getting, the more I can train myself and be sustainable in that way. 
So if you're having a bad run, something's happened, would you get on the phone? Would you get on the computer? Is there someone you could talk to yes. in the next few hours? Yes, I always have like my inner circle, I would say. Uh, and that's my coach, uh, that's my family. And they know how to respond. They know what to say to me. And they always look in the long picture, in the big picture, which makes it, you know, then a loss is nothing. It doesn't count because you're looking to the big picture and that's just a drop. And, and you know, and basically it comes down to feeling good again. You know, how can it be feel good again as soon as possible and most of the times you sleep it over you know have a drink or have a burger and then the next <laughs> day i'll be okay you know and that's, that's that's how it is and what about your doubles partner do they serve as a sort of psychologist uh, points for you as well for, for my doubles partner today mm. uh, the, just in general as doubles oh partner. Yeah, yeah 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 well um yeah i mean so i told you when i'm playing singles i was really hard on myself always in war so in a team way I'm much better for myself and for my double partner so that works out fine is that a mindset from when you were a junior did you like team sports better than individual sports uh, <laughs> no I always like to be alone and I was a little <laughs> bit selfish in a way so when I play so soccer I didn't pass the ball <laughs> uh, I did taekwondo which you are alone too um, so all these things I was really uh, focused on myself because I thought uh, you know if I work hard enough and I focus on myself I can get better but in the end you need people around you and you need people that 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 can help you and vice versa of course so I think uh, doubles is eventually the best way to to for my career to to give you know a boost and uh, be, become successful there's a lot of time you're waiting around at tournaments do you practice mindfulness given that you know the roller coaster ride of tennis uh, I was always avoiding it those thoughts and now um, for example here I always walk 20 minutes to the hotel. Why? Why? Because I uh, can reflect on my thoughts. Uh, today was a very intense match. So after this conversation, I'll have a, uh, some food and I'll go walking back. And in those walks, which I do most time in tournaments, I reflect on my thoughts. How was I? What could I do better? What was good today? Uh, and all those things. And, mm. and that helps me a lot. Even if I lose, I will still reflect on those thoughts. And this is something I wish I did before. Because normally before, when I lost, uh, I would straight go straight to the phone, um, talk with people that have bad influence with me, uh, and then I would lose that valuable information from that match in order to become better for the next. And this is the biggest thing I learned, that you know all that information that I just absorbed now, I will reflect later and use it for tomorrow. Are you someone that writes things down or do you yes. remember? No, I write things down. So I have on my phone, I have literally 15 to 20 one-liners. And it could be in my language, like, yeah, how I write it, like about the surf, about the return, about the detail, about um, a, a choice where I should play on the on most critical moments. So whenever I go on the court, I'm looking at them. And I read them all quickly and I memorize them and then, oh yeah, I know, so I'm ready. Yeah. We see more and more of that, players in between uh, breaks when they're changing ends, looking at a piece of paper. Is yeah. that something you do as well during the match? No, during the match I want to execute. Okay. And this is, th this is something that I really try to separate. You have your practices, you have your preparation. On the court is just execution for me. That works the best for me. because. If I'm going to start thinking, thinking is slow. You want to react. And this is something I also learned in the last few years that, okay, preparation is done. And now you go on the court and it's a uh, war. It's a, it's a big war there and you just give everything. 
So that seamlessly brings us into your other hobby, which is a business. Right. How do you, and you can tell us all about your business, that'd be fantastic, but how do you take what you've learned from tennis and take it into the business world? Great question. Um, the business is going up and down in circles <laughs> and is exactly the way my uh, well, my career, single of tennis was as well. Uh, I started a business a year ago and we went up and we went straight down and we went up again and we straight down to the ground. And, and you know what, for most people who are starting a business or entrepreneurships or whatever, they feel as they lost something or their pride is broke, you know, it's, it's, they're hurt, right? For me, it's normal, okay? It's part of the business. I'm mm -hmm. only learning. Either you're winning or you're learning. So we never gave up, me and my partner in it. And, and now we're in a stage that we are going really big, maybe from a startup to a scale up, which is, which is nice. And yeah, so there's so many things that are the same with my tennis career as in the, in the, as a business. Yeah. I played tennis up to a, a failed tennis point, and I think <laughs> tennis makes you quite hard in that you can take those dips and right. troughs and yeah. people pushing you down and come back stronger. Yeah. So tell me more about your business and how your tennis brain has helped your business brain. So uh, our business is involved in tennis and in pedal. Pedal is a new sport that is well, new sport, it's long around in Spain and in Italy and in South America, but in, not in Europe, uh, Northern Europe. Um, we have uh, clothing, so we do tennis clothing, pedal clothing, and pedal rackets. So this business is really interlocked with each other, my, 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 my tennis and the business. So naturally, the network is there, the knowledge is there, the knowledge about clothing is there. So that's a really good way to start, of course. It's a good fundament already. With my business partner knowing other stuff about businesses, and we combine our powers, and now we're on the verge of making a huge deal in um, in uh, in Austria and Slovakia and the Czech, uh, which is you know for us where we started at the table and at my home, you know, drawing up how we wanted the roadmap to go for the, for this year, and and yeah, it's going amazing, and we hope to build and to become bigger and bigger and bigger and go to America eventually. That would be nice. Um, so I presume your business partner has the business knowledge. You have the clothing knowledge of what tennis players, paddle players need yes. to wear. Yes. So in our uh, lifetime as a tennis player, you always have like many different clothing sponsors. Adidas, Nike, Puma, whatever. And you always know what is, feels right, what, what, where is it right, what kind of material. So you, you want to have the same feel, feeling and the same thing on your body. And also for the next, for the other people who's going to buy it, you want to have as best quality as possible. So we try to implement that, and of course it must be cost-worthy and all those things. But um, yeah, so he helps me on the business side. I help him on the network side and the, and and the, and the closing side, and it's just combining those powers. Of course, there's more to, to that in the business. Um, we have now new talent in our uh, business, so we're now a group of four or five people. Um, yeah, and it's really interesting. And there's so many things the same in, 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 in like, how many times did I thought to stop tennis, right? Like 10, 20 times, same with the business. Like, okay, this is not gonna work anymore. How are we gonna survive? And the next day he comes up with a great idea and okay, let's go again. And, <laughs> <laughs> and still things can go bankrupt. Still, you know, I'm, I'm aware that uh, business is risky, especially in this time. It's not easy to make a business right now. 
uh, but somehow we survive and I feel if we have the surviving capability we can only go bigger from there and you've really got to be an optimist just like tennis yeah. you have a bad loss tomorrow is going to be a better day yes it's not easy and it's a tennis player to be a tennis player is not for everybody you need to be a little crazy you need to be super optimistic <laughs> uh, you need to have luck you need to have spirit you need to have also be able to be away from home and 40 weeks away from home more or less it's very tough you know, and it's very demanding for you as a person. Uh, so, yeah. How do you find the time to do the business and be a professional tennis player? Um, <laughs> I have a strict rule for myself. That rule dictates that when I'm on tennis, uh, on a tennis tournament, I leave everything up to my partner. All the decisions, the day-to-day -day business, he, he runs it. Unless there's a huge decision to be made. Then he will text me, hey, do you have time? So I know that I can pick my time. Other than that, he's 90%, he's, he's doing everything. When I'm coming back from a tournament, we always meet the same the next morning at my home, where's the office right now, and we're gonna discuss everything, what is about the business, and we combine our uh, ideas again, and, uh, and everything what happened the last weeks when I wasn't at home. Uh, before that, I was trying to do tennis and the business at the same time in a, during the tournaments. That failed for me. I couldn't uh, focus on two things. Mm. And uh, you, wanna, you don't want to do that. You, you want to be successful in one and not um, destroy both. Because yeah. you're spreading yourself too thin. Too thin, Rather exactly. than really concentrating on one yeah. or the other. And also, I have, of course, the, the, I give him the, the confidence that... Without me, he can do the same thing. He can do it. He can deliver quality. And that's, and that's what a business partner is. Now, of course, there's a lot of sports clothes out there. How are your clothes different from the ones that already exist? Um, we have something that is... Uh, we make a combination between the Adidas, the Nikes and the big brands. And there's something which is catching up uh, and, and, and very... We try to... Uh, get attention from the younger people the Instagram people the social media people you know and that's what we're catching with colors with designs uh, with variety and uh, people like it and, and when people give you feedback you try to use that feedback and also in the pedal business which is now become very huge in Holland uh, we stepped in in the right time and they like it our price point is good the quality is good and they choose uh, our brands sometimes over the big brands. So, yeah, and that's a compliment to our, to our designer, of course. But also, um, you, you have to spread the word. And mm. I am spreading that word. <laughs> and I like that to spread that word. Um, and I'm proud of it. And you've got a bit of a captive audience, haven't you, being around tennis tournaments. So you speaking to your friends and doubles partners yes. about perhaps, you know, taking on the clothes? So uh, I have always these designs with me. Mm -hmm. And I show them, hey, this is going to be 2023. What do you think? And they say, oh, I hate this, I like that, you know, <laughs> so you make a, so you know what the average uh, person likes. Uh, and then what's in the roadmap from 2023 is to sponsor some guys. And that would be nice because then you, that's the best promotion, what there is, you know, let the people show what you have. So that's going to be for next year. You're 38 years old, but you seem to have a lot of energy. Yeah. I was just speaking uh, with Luke Saville and he said you're just such a fun, enthusiastic, dynamic guy. Have you always been that way? Yes, um, <laughs> I, uh, because that's who I am. I want to stay close to myself. I don't want to change for people um, because I feel the closer I'm to myself, I can be to myself, the, the more productive I can be in general, in life, in work, in relation and everything. 
Uh, and yeah, and when I was younger, um, I had that same energy, but I thought people think something of me and I tried to change it and I had a change. And, and meanwhile, I was changing for 10 different people in 10 different um, mud ways, you know, and, and mm. that was not the way to do it. I lost a lot of energy. I lost confidence with that. And I made a decision, you know, it is what it is. I am who I am and I'm not going to change. And if people like it, great. And if they don't like it, all the same. Does that actually work in your favour around tennis where, you know, at the end of the week there's fewer and fewer people and the fact that you're so outgoing, you tend to know everybody, everybody likes you. Does that help with the loneliness factor and just keep thinking things a little bit more interesting? Yeah, the loneliness factor, that's a good one. Um, I don't think you see it, but many people are lonely because we are travelling always. We're always in the hotel room. And you've got to make the best of it. We have a great life, <laughs> really. Um, but it's good to be around people too mm-hmm. and um, yeah I tend to be in here I talk to everybody uh, because you know we're all in the same thing here we're in the same house <laughs> you know, we need to survive with each other and, and that's how I do and we're sitting next to some table tennis tables you've been playing uh, tennis with Alex Bublik yeah um, is that important just to keep your mind occupied not just think about tennis of course um, actually I'm never thinking outside tennis uh, other than the moments that I discussed uh, because I think there's more to that than tennis as well so I try to entertain myself with some ping pong uh, going for dinners um, talk about business ideas mm. uh, and all those things and I think it's really important because it keeps you fresh and I see so many guys load themselves up be only busy with tennis 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 they don't think of anything else and and you know there's going to be somewhere where they tip over and, and I try to stay fresh as possible. Um, going to Holland, you've mentioned right. uh, Holland a few times. Uh, it's incredible how many good male tennis players in particular you've got now. Yeah. And um, who were your idols growing up? Um, so your first question, yeah, we have so many uh, good players now in Holland, especially in the male side. Um, I think that's a great luxury. That's a big luxury. Also, there are examples for the upcoming guys. Uh, also in doubles, we're doing very, very good. Uh, we have four or five players in the top 100 and the three in the top 30, I mean, which is amazing. <laughs> um, on the girls' side, uh, we lost Kiki Bertens, of course. Kiki was a top uh, 10 player. Uh, she has a baby now, very sweet. Um, so on the girls' side, you know, but it's in cycles. Uh, before, the, s- the girls were better, now the males are going better, so it's all good. Um, and we got to use that. We, we have to be an example for the next uh, coming players. And um, what's the second question again? Uh, just about your mentors or idols growing up. Yeah. So I'm 38, as you know. Uh, I had uh, idols like Stefan Edberg. Mm. Oh, my God. I, I don't play serve volley at all, but he was <laughs> so good to watch serve, serve volley. Um, actually, I'm the opposite of him. Also, his, his, uh, his personality, his character is the opposite of me. <laughs> but, but I still loved him always. And then uh, I went leaned towards the, the other one, my second idol, and there was Marat Safin. Mm. And that was more same like me. Uh, we, we played both in Adidas at that time. We had both head records. Uh, he's Russian, I'm half Russian. Um, <laughs> we had the same style of play, and I, w- I thought he was so cool. <laughs> and uh, yeah, I met him uh, once, and I asked him for the autograph and the picture. I was like so so scared. You're you know? a fanboy. <laughs> yeah, very. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So I really get a big respect for him. Yeah. And you mentioned all those doubles players. How do you account for so many good doubles players right now? 
from Holland. Mean? Yeah. I think we always had good doubles players overall. Over the last 20, 30, 40 years, we had uh, Harris Elting were number one in the world. Of course, many Grand Slams they won. Um, I think it has to do that uh, when we play leagues in Holland, club matches, we always have also mixed doubles. So we have singles, doubles, mixed doubles, and they were very important. You know, you, d- you don't give up. You always fight. So we, we tend to have always a double style in, mm. our, in our system, in, in our tennis. So I think that helps a lot. Um, yeah, and I think we're just bloody good okay. because we're talented. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> talented and brilliant. Yeah. And of course, on the singles, you've got Botic van der Zandskulp. I hope I said that correctly. Perfect. And Talon Griekspoor. So we have also uh, Tim van Rijthoven, who uh, won right. uh, Seto Gombos as a wildcard, which is amazing. And also the guys who he beat. <laughs> so that's great. Of course, we have uh, in the double side, we have Wesley Koolhoff top 10. Uh, we have Roger, uh, who just won uh, Grand Sl- uh, the, uh, uh, Paris. Yeah. Same Roman as against Garros. me, unfortunately, but <laughs> <laughs> I'll forgive him. <laughs> uh, so uh, with the Davis Cup, yeah, we have an unbelievable team. Uh, whoever is going to play is uh, the best team ever. Yeah. What's in this, the secret sauce in Holland? We cannot tell you. <laughs> <laughs> you have to find out yourself. <laughs> I need to go to Holland. Yes, you have. Um, you mentioned briefly there you were half Russian. Yes. So how does that, uh, is it your mum, your dad? My mum. Your mum's Russian, so what kind of uh, growing up did you do? Did you have a bit more strict discipline or was it more fun growing up? Or how, how does the Russian-Dutch combination work? Um, yeah, so, uh, well, I born and raised in, in Holland, but uh, my mum, um, of course, is Russian. And her, um, she was really, like, not pushing, what I would say, but, but guiding me towards tennis because she felt like I was a good tennis player and I, sh- I should play it. And... Where other, uh, uh, where other f- mothers would say, hey, but you can also play maybe some ping pong or you can play football. She was not giving me so much choice in a good way. And I, I was, I'm thank- thankful for her because she put me in the right way to, to, uh, to commit to tennis. And there were a few moments uh, in my career that I was like, oh, maybe I should stop or I don't feel good. And there she stepped in and there she said, no, no, this is what you chose for. You have to go commit and go all in. There's no half things, so and and she was really on top of that. So that's that's the yeah. Russian because in Holland we tend to say oh, but we have other options too, and and, and Russia doesn't work like that. You know, you have to they they really gonna give you that strict. You must be choice. really grateful for that. that yeah, kind yeah, of pushing really, a little bit. Yeah, yeah, that's, that's really really needed because I tend to take some space in my life, and, and she was really on top of that, uh, and, and I'm really happy for that. And finally, do you have um, a phrase or a saying that you like to live by? Is there anything that comes to mind? That's, yeah, yeah, that's actually... Let's go. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, uh, people, um, uh, I'm, uh, let me say it mildly, I can be uh, loud on the court. <laughs> and uh, people always know that I have uh, like a phrase, what I always say in a, in a funny way, and that's a uh, big let's go, but like really loud. And that's my, that's my to-go phrase. Yes. Matway, middle cup, let's go. Let's go. Thank you very much. <laughs> Thank you. I appreciate Thank it. Thank you so much.